You're listening to Dig Into Tech, a podcast from MicroMind, where we explore current trends, discuss where the industry is heading, and discover how to make mining better. Welcome to episode five. On today's episode, we're talking with PitRam product strategy manager, Chris Higgins, and IGO, we've got Danella and Fletcher. Um, we're going to get their expert advice on how to maximize project profitability. We work closely with IGO to help drive productivity and cost efficiencies at their Nova Nickel Copper Cobalt operation in the Fraser range. Micromines fleet management and mine control solution PitRam is used by operations personnel to capture insights and data from mobile equipment and underground mining activities in real time. If you could just start with your name and tell me your role and how long you've been working there for. Uh, hi, my name's Donnie. I work at Nova Nickel. I've been there nearly two years now. Um, my background is underground miner and I've moved into uh, mine control for the, probably the last nine years. Uh, yeah, that's me. Awesome. Hi, I'm Fletcher Pym. I'm a project mine geologist at Nova. I've been there almost two years. Um, IGO is all about batteries, metals. So we own uh, the Nova nickel mine. Um, and yeah, we're all about basically green metals um, for the future. And how long have you two known each other for? Five, yeah, since, yeah, oh, five years. Well. Yeah, fair well. Yep, go back. Yeah, we go back. <laughs> we just follow each other from site to site. <laughs> yeah, if they're going somewhere, you know it's good, right? Yeah. Follow them around. Yeah. <laughs> I can see Donnie scowling at Chris. I mean, <laughs> do you have something you want to say about it's a positive Chris? Scowl. It's a positive Chris and I've come back for years, so uh, he gets me into all sorts of trouble. <laughs> so you two have known each other for a while. How long have you been working together for? Uh, well, I guess I've been at Micromine for nearly 11 years um, across a number of different departments. So started in technology and development team, uh, moved into operations and now into the strategy department. Um, I guess in my time at operations, I'd interacted with Donnie, um, mostly supporting issues that she was experiencing on site. Um, yeah, and so she was at uh, one of our other pit ramp sites and is now at Nova. Um, so yeah, it's been a little while. Yeah, heavy, eight, nine years. It's wow. been a while, yeah. yeah. So, because I come from mining background, uh, underground operator, you know, progressed into mine control and, um, yeah, I haven't turned back, really. Don't plan to. That's good. And what about you? Uh, yeah, I've um, been a geologist for almost five years now and um, I've used PitRam at both the sites I've worked at. Um, Nova probably um, being part of the rollout and implementation, which has been... Uh, pretty good experience definitely so yeah exciting so when were you first introduced to pit ram then if it was at your first site yeah at my first site um and it was it was so long ago it's grown so much it's especially the way we use it at nova it, it, it's so granular every little bit of information we collect and store and report on it yeah and I haven't, I haven't met that many women underground operators. How many of you are there? <laughs> there's, there's actually a few. There's a okay. lot. Um, at most sites I've been to, there's a dozen or so uh, operators, yeah. female operators. Huh? I think in my one. time too, it's increased 
in terms of percentage, mm. definitely. Like when I started, there really wasn't uh, a great deal five years ago. But yeah, today, um, yeah, I'd say getting upwards of maybe a third. Wow, that is pretty. Times. Yeah, yeah it's very good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very nice. So, so yeah. not too many smelly boys down there. I wouldn't go that far. They're <laughs> 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 definitely there. Other smelly things. <laughs> um, so you've talked a little bit about your experience in the industry, but um, why do you think technology is so important at the mining operations that you're in? Well, technology pretty much runs um, the way we make most of our decisions in terms of the mining process, in terms of where our, you know, our allocation of resources, um, you know, obviously all the way through to budgeting, et cetera. So um, tech for us has been, you know, it's, it's our eyes and ears effectively underground, um, pit ram, uh, you know, essentially. Um, so basically it's our full data capture system. Um, and then that, that allows us as a, a tech services department to make a whole heap of different decisions, understand how things are performing, et cetera. So, yeah, it, it, it provides, you know, pretty much everything that we do really in terms of tech services at the moment. So it's really good. It's taken the guessing out of it as well. Mm. You know, it was always an educated guess or we think we'll do this or we think it'll do that. But now we know exactly what, has, you know, what results we've had or, um, yeah, so it's... it's Yeah, and we, and we can do quite a lot of, um, you know, obviously analysis on all sorts of different types of data that we're collecting at the moment through PitRam. You know, we're collecting, you know, um, the amount of buckets, tons per bucket, um, you know, number of trucks, you know, down to a granular scale. So we can track every single thing that we're doing. So, you know, we can understand, um, you know, what, what the densities of certain different types of ores are, you know, all the way through to, you know, equipment availabilities, et cetera, in terms of some of the predictive maintenance and that kind of thing that we're doing. So, yeah, it, it helps with, with a wide range of different things that we do at NOVA. And reduces costs. Yeah, it definitely does because, you know, being able to predict some of the maintenance and some of the availabilities that we have, et cetera, we can understand where we are, you know, in terms of budget cycle and, you know, where we need to get to and, you know, do we need to allocate additional resources or are we over allocating, et cetera. So, yeah, it can really help you with your, with your cost management too. So I guess over the years, we've interacted with a number of different clients, um, all of which I guess have had different applications of technology uh, and different appetites for technology as well. How is IGO's approach maybe different uh, to some of the other sites you've worked at in terms of adoption of technology to solve business problems? Um, I think IGO... I guess in terms of a, a PitRam implementation perspective, because that's what we've we've sort of been doing quite heavily. Um, you know, in my experience, they've really tried to implement the full system and really tried to drive um, using it as our as our production database, as our you know I guess our one source of truth, as we often say. Um, whereas I guess other places, you know, will use parts of it and use other different database systems, etc. And, and having that one source of truth that, that everyone can, you know, feed off in terms of geologists, engineers, um, you know, accounting even, um, you know, is, is very, very helpful to, to IGO because, um, you know, we, we're all, I guess, looking at the exact same data. We understand where it's come from. We can query it. We can challenge it. Um, and, yeah, so we're all on the same page. We all understand what, you know, has happened effectively. 
um, and that allows us just to make better, you know, business decisions, really. Hmm. Anything you wanted to add, Donny? No, 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 it's just a, a you know, it, yeah, that's that's pretty much sums it up. Definitely. So you mentioned, yeah, I guess the some of the benefits of consolidating data there. Um, following on from that, does that help streamline processes, you know, in, I guess, your department's day-to-day, um, but also the broader business, whether it's on-site or, or maybe the corporate guys as well? Ah, uh, well, yeah, because before, so before Pitram came along, we, you know, our daily figures were 8.45, quarters to nine we're aiming for on a good day. Um, at, now we run, we have everything finalised by 6.30. It's done by the mine controller that's on site. Uh, whereas before we used to be a geologist and an engineer, you know, and that's two extra hours out of their day. So we can utilise them back in the tech services department. Um, yeah, definitely. It, it's, it's a huge time saving in terms of tech services because we aren't having to, um, I guess, re-enter data, um, you know, we still are very much involved in the process in terms of checking and making sure that we're happy with, with the numbers, looking into things, investigating, et cetera. But, um, you know, comparative to the, to the older system that we were using, um, you know, particularly when I started, you know, it would be two to three, even four hours if things weren't going particularly well to produce a set of, um, you know, daily figures, et cetera. So, you know, having, you know, two, three, four hours per geologist engineer back into the into the department's really given us a lot of opportunity to do other projects. Um, so, you know, in that sense, it's a huge time saving. And it's also very good because um, any geologist or any engineer, um, the way we run it, can get on to PitRAM. They can run a report with whatever they want to see. Um, you know, obviously we have some, some fixed reports. But you can run those at any time um, throughout the day for any period that you want to look at as well. So in that sense, comparative to some of the older systems, you know, particularly looking at, you know, kind of old access databases or, you know, other various different systems that probably aren't as flexible, um, yeah, we get a lot of time savings there. Great. And is that mainly where you think the cost savings come from? Is, is where you're saving the time of employees or, and staff or...? Um, not like there is a part of that, but it also allows you to kind of, I guess, in terms of a, a geology grade control process, um, it allows you to, to look at your trucks, where they're moving in real time. It allows you to look at where your boggers are sitting in real time. And so you can kind of predict if, if um, you know, a truck might be headed to the wrong location, shall we say. So it allows you to kind of predict a bit more, you know, potential issues, you know, so oh, you know, they're, they're bogging to the wrong stockpile or they've called that particular dirt the wrong grade, et cetera. And so it really allows you to, to narrow in on your, your grade control processes as a geologist as well. And so, you know, you can, you can pick up errors, you know, in, in that kind of thing before they occur if you're, if you're watching and you're understanding. Um, you can also, you know, obviously that can be a really big saving in terms of, you know, the value of a truck of dirt, as I'm sure most people in mining understand, is is quite high. So, you know, if you can redirect a truck, you know, on its way up the decline to make sure that it's headed to the right location, if you notice that, you know, there's a particular error, you know, that can be a savings of thousands. So it, it's very important in that respect as well. 
So I think you've touched on some of my next question. Um, maybe you can expand on this a little bit, Donnie, but what does having a mind control system do for Nova um, that Fletcher hasn't already <laughs> addressed? Um, and I guess, you know, feel free to contrast to, to where you'd worked in the past and how maybe you guys are you know, utilising it um, for better or worse yep. um, and what your experience is there. Um, well, yeah, a structured emergency response centre that's manned 24 hours, trained by responders, uh, ensuring we're ready should there be an emergency on site. Um, as you said, one source of data truth as well, that's huge. Um, we, yeah, pretty much what PITRAM reports is it, that's the full stop, that's uh, live, true data. Um, obviously we can go back and change it if, if we're challenged by the geologists or engineers or even the contractor at some point. Um, streamlined reporting uh, and, you know, like Fletcher, the, the ability to visually see the operation in real time. Um, it shift critical decisions, we can see where we're going wrong, where we you know, can improve for tomorrow's shift as well. Yeah, and definitely you can you can see where, you know, you might have, say, a, a breakdown or, you know, an yeah. allocation of resources <clears throat> that, that, you know, could be particularly better at you somewhere else. Yep. Or, you know, definitely, as, I guess, as a, as a technical services department, so we can, you know, go in and have a look and see where, you know, mm. equipment is operating, who's doing what, et cetera. Particularly can, yeah. with our location statuses as well. That's something that we've just really started to knuckle down on, um, you know, we, we know when we're doing well with stopes as such, but, you know, we, know, we don't know where or how we're doing not so well. So now we're monitoring that, you know, uh, is it standing up? Do we have broken down equipment? Do we have all these things that are going wrong which contribute to production? Um, so now we're, we've got some hard data on that as well. So whether it's design or, you know, it's a multiple issues that we're facing, um, we actually know exactly where we're going wrong now instead of an educated guess, which is what most minds I, that I've worked at yeah. uh, are doing. For sure. Yeah. So in terms of, I guess, having, you know, near real-time data at your disposal now um, and adding in the, the complexity that having a contractor doing the mining for you brings, um, I guess... How how do you utilise that data to increase productivity uh, when you've got that contractor element? You know, they're, they're doing their own thing. Um, are they engaged with you guys from a mind control perspective um, or are there still some challenges there around, you know, you guys have got one view of how things are underground. They've probably got another view. We're lucky. So our contractor, Nova, is Barming Co., um, they have embraced PitRam so much. They love it because it's data for them as well. The more they know, they know whether the trucks are being utilised. They know whether, you know, for emergencies, every, everything that we provide IGO, we also give Barminko. There's no secrets. Um, and, you know, they love it as well. They're like, oh, can you run this reporter? We want to know what we've done for this, that and the other. Um, yeah, I, I think we've had buy-in from Barminko. Yeah, it's, it's always... You know, when you're working in that contractor mining, you know, contractor client relationship, it's always um, there can be, you know, obviously difficulties in some places, but 
at Nova, we, we have a really good relationship with, with Barminko. Um, and, and we sit down with them every day, obviously at production meetings, et cetera. You know, we go through all the different data points that we want to have a look at. We talk about it, uh, work out, you know, our, I guess our 721 schedules, our daily schedules, our three monthly schedules, you know, and we really sit down with them and work out how we can work together to achieve what we need to. PRM data um, is basically what we, we look at a lot of. Um, and, and, you know, we, we sit down every morning and look at it together and make sure that we're happy with it, make sure that we're, you know, sticking to our, our schedules, our plans, etc. So, yeah, in terms of uh, having a, a contractor uh, minor, it, it's, it's really not a problem at all. It's, it's great. Um, and, and they have really bought into it as well. I think that's a really important part, you know, is is they understand what the data, well, you know, where the data is going, how we're using it, how we're looking at it, and they're looking at it too, as Donnie said. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's really good in that respect. I think the one source of truth. Good in that respect. I think the one source of truth that we keep talking about as well that's kind of been implemented, so they know it's one source of truth. It's PitRam, and if they want to challenge or query anything. Um, you know, and, and they do. It's we work together to work out what's what's actual, and we go from there. Yeah, I guess that's an important point. Where you've got, I guess, different departments doing their own thing. That's not conducive to everyone being on the same page at you know start of shift yeah. or whatever. Um, so yeah, we were lucky. We had that support right from the start with um, the manager who rolled out Pitram with us, Peter Christians, um, and he he ended up forcing. He was like, no, this is a this is a cut-off day. Everyone's using pitroom data from this point onwards. Um, and it kind of forced them. And, you know, everyone was grisly at first. And then within a week, they were like, wow, this is great. Any form of change tends yep. to do that, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, that experience that you had with the contractors, Bominco, have, is has it been different at previous sites? A bit more pushback, not willingness to share data or... I can see you both smiling a little bit. <laughs> at, at our previous site, um, I think there was there was a slightly different arrangement as to how PitRam worked, etc. But you know, from a technical services perspective, I think it's still it's still pretty similar. There's still you know a lot of work together that goes on. Like it's it's really not overly different. I don't. You think have to have that support from the contractor. They are the contractor, and if the client wants that, then that's the end of the story really so you, you know obviously it's critical to maintain that relationship mm -hmm. as well because if you if you don't have a good relationship with your contractor or your you know with your client on the other side as well you know obviously that you know isn't a good working relationship so mm -hmm. I think everywhere works towards making sure that you're working together and you know you both understand where each other's coming from and what you're trying to achieve um, you know so that obviously both companies are successful. I think what worked well at our last site as well was the contractor actually ran the mind control office. So that kind of bridged that client contractor relationship there for them as well. And so when talking about relationships, it's also very important that the relationship you have with your software provider is also at a certain level. Would you say that we've been providing good service so far or how does your relationship 
it sounds like you're besties with uh, with Laugh and with the rest of the team. It's almost like your brothers and sisters. Well, well that, <laughs> this is the thing. I've been ringing Laugh and Chris for years, um, on and off in the middle of the night with silly little things over the all this time. But um, and that's where you build. You know, you do. You get to know people and. Um, doing the rollout at Nova was great because I, you know, I knew these guys, but I had never actually met them. So then, when you get to meet them, and you know, it just kind of, I, I think we've contributed heaps to Mike and mine, and they've listened to all of our, all of our little um, requests and whims and whinges, um, and they've been very accommodating. Yeah, it's been a great experience. Yeah, definitely. From tech services side of, I guess, the equation as well. Like it's it's been really great. Like we obviously want to see certain amounts of data and certain types of reports that we're used to, etc. Um, and yeah, during the rollout, it was great. Yeah, very responsive. People, you know, at Micromine, you know, easy to deal with, not a problem at all. Um, and you know, obviously, there's a there's a fair bit of collaboration that goes on together too. You know, to make I guess make sure you know how we want to use the system is is how it is it is set up for us, um, and also you know improvements that can be made to to pit ram itself, um, you know that I guess you guys obviously roll out to other different places and it forms software updates etc. Um, so I think having that software client relationship is really important as you said, um, and yeah it's been it's been a really good good experience in terms of our side you know you guys listen to us. Um, you know, and, and work pretty hard to implement some of the things that we ask for, even though sometimes they're a little bit... Maybe we should ask the questions. What do you guys <laughs> think of us as a client? <laughs> yeah. For us, um, the relationship with IGO is, is where we want it to be. It's, um, it's quite interactive. We engage at various levels um, throughout, you know, both sides of the fence quite frequently. Um, in terms of the, the product, it's it's valuable for us to get client feedback. Um, you know, we can come up with a million and one great ideas for what the software should do, but ultimately you guys are the ones using it at the end of the day. So any way we can make your life easier in terms of um, updating the software, et cetera, that, that's what we want to hear about and that's what we've made an effort to do. Um, and certainly from, from the support side, I think... Uh, Everyone in the team wants to be that trusted advisor when it comes to the PitRam software on site. So whether it's dealing with mind control, geology, engineering, um, all of those relationships are important for the overall Micromine and IGO journey. So um, following on from that, the next question we had, which we've probably covered, is what critical data to, do you utilise from PitRam that helps increase the mine's performance? And this is, I guess it's a bit open-ended. I don't know if you guys have done any benchmarking or anything between um, maybe what you were running previously uh, compared to now with PitRam. Um, obviously, you know, tons and grade, critical data points that, that you use every day. Um, are there other elements that, that maybe you weren't tracking in the past that, that now you can with a system like PitRam that, uh, that uh, improve performance overall? I think we record a lot more different measures, um, not just tons and grade, obviously, which was probably one of our biggest ones previously with any system, um, but probably in terms of, I know, um, 
you know, tracking drill meters or tracking machine availabilities, um, looking at, you know, how long our shift changes are, you know, trying to understand our scheduled services and, and do we have overruns in certain pieces of equipment, um, et cetera. So in, uh, we weren't necessarily tracking that to the exact level of detail that we are now. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't just do tons and great. So there's, there's a huge range of different um, measures we're, we're looking at, you know, the exact numbers of, of um, ground support we're implementing as well underground, um, making sure we've got all our measures correct there. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think in terms of tons and grade though, um, comparative to the old system that we that we were using, um, the new system's a lot more interactive and you can query it a lot uh, more quickly because the data is live. So during the shift, you can go in and you can you know look exactly what's happened this morning. Whereas previously, you would you would get a, effectively a bit of a printout of um, you know we said we sent X trucks here and the boggers sent, said they you know bogged X buckets to wherever. You know now I can look at that as it's happening, and I think in terms of yeah. I guess that's a huge difference, and it's a huge, and and not necessarily that we've benchmarked that, but just as a, as a, I guess anecdotally, um, that gives us a, a lot more control over our grade control process for sure. I concur. <laughs> so we've mentioned, you know, moving from one system uh, to pit ram. Um, so I guess. What was the change management like going from both your previous system um, and then even from PitRam Voice Solution to, to PitRam Mobile? So obviously we've come in, a lot of the operators there hadn't used or even heard of Mind Control before. So, um, you know, we started off with Voice and we got everyone really comfortable with that. And then we moved over to Pit Ram Mobile. So we just started with the trucks first. Um, once we got all those guys sorted, moved on to the boggers and more recently uh, the drills. Can you give us, before she continues, like a little bit of an overview of, of what that like, Pit Ram Mobile means and what Pit Ram Voice means? Yeah, so I guess um, for the listeners, Pit Ram Voice uh, is essentially our control room application that um, allows data entry for you know, any number of metrics you're, you're tracking on site. And generally these are radioed in um, via the equipment operators. So the next, I guess, step up from that is our PitRam mobile solution, which is the installation of a tablet device in, in the equipment um, so that the operators can capture that data digitally um, or source it via the uh, onboard systems, depending on, on the OEMs uh, that are in use? It, you know, there is always going to be challenges, I guess. Uh, people that aren't tech savvy as such, um, people who've been mining forever and that's just how, that's not mining to them, that kind of attitude. Um, it, yeah, we got, we got buy-in from the users, user buy-in from the start. Uh, was it a big change uh, when you when you say there was miners used to doing something before? What was the alternative? Um, so the guys used to just write everything down on their plods, uh, whereas now, you know, we we want it in a timely manner as well. So that's kind of always a challenge because they would get to call, 
or they just didn't know the importance of it. So it's just kind of re-educating them on, look, this is ideally what we want. Um, this is what you're doing now. This is where we want you to be. Um, so that was the voice. And, you know, the, the pit room mobile was even more granular. So basically with that, if we could identify, you know, say a truckie, was wasting three minutes every shift. You got five truckies. You know, by the end of a week, that's almost a half a shift. So, um, just trying to get them to understand that, and that's why we were implementing all these changes. Um, yeah, if we had to kind of explain where we wanted to be at the end to get them to start, yeah. I guess. But now they understand the impact and yeah. are on board. <laughs> yeah. So we we rolled it out with the trucks first, and then. They had it down pat. The truckies are generally a little bit younger and all about technology. They love it. Um, when we rolled it out to the boggers, it was, you know, we put out the training packages and the changes, but we did find something unusual was the truckies were training the boggers on how to use the tablets, uh, you know, because you can tell them how to use it or what to do, but until they get underground and actually with a the tablet, they're like, wow, this is you know they have no idea um so it was the truckies who were getting out of their cabs and going hey look this is how it works this is that the other um so yeah that was an unusual bit of a camaraderie happening yeah, that that's we've nice seen happening there um and even now with the jewels you know it's the nipper who's putting in a lot of the measures for the for the jumbos and, and just teaching them that sort of thing as well so yeah, yeah i think in terms of implementing a system to the scale that we did at Nova, the change management is is massive, mm. you know, because it, it affects not only the way we do a lot of mining underground and, and the way our operators are, you know, recording stuff. It also affects, you know, tech services and reporting all the way through to the business side as well. So the um, the change management was, was massive. And I think it affected probably most people on site to a certain degree, um, maybe a little bit less processing, but um, I think one of the keys that we found, um, I guess, was getting an energy about it, um, you know, from both the underground guys, as well as making sure tech services people were on board as well, because um, a lot of, uh, you know, they obviously had a lot of Excel spreadsheets and, and set up reports and access databases and all those sorts of things as well that suddenly were going to change. and. You know, obviously with any change, it, it's tricky. People aren't necessarily always on board. So I think creating a, a positive energy about the change, about going to Pit Ram, um, was something that we worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Donnie and myself and a, a few others at site um, to make sure people bought into the system, um, you know, across the board. So that was, that was um, I think, the only way that you could really do it too. Was, was making sure that it was a positive experience, that people were excited. Yes, there's going to be teething issues and there's going to be challenges and things aren't always going to work, etc. But as long as people were positive and, you know, got, we got through it, it, it works wonderfully now. Yeah. So Plus the tech services, we allowed, you know, there was always someone there. So if they weren't ready to transition into that form, you know, reporting, they could come back a week later and ask for some training or, you know, explain this, that, the other. And it's still going on now. You know, people come in, they're like, oh, how do we do this? It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and you get buy-in from people yeah. that maybe weren't necessarily involved in the initial rollout as well. Um, so, you know, you might have geologists changing roles uh, or engineers even as well. You know, they might have been in, in ventilation and they've moved to planning, et cetera, and, and you know, a new set of eyes, they want to look at something different. And so, yeah, we're continuously like, learning um, and I guess managing that 
change and, and re-updating our training packages, et cetera. The so whole that's time. key to the longevity and success of a system um, where you do have a lot of turnover, I guess, um, of staff in various departments, you know, maintaining that uh, consistent use of the system and the associated processes and whatnot. And it sounds like you guys are continually, I guess, keeping on top of that. Yeah, you have to, because otherwise, you know, obviously, you know, if you, it, it's a system that, you know, is, is constantly live, but you constantly need to be, you know, putting in some time on the development side of things, you know, how can we improve it? Continuous improvements, big at IGO, obviously, we are trying to always pretty much improve everything that we do. Yeah. Um, so, and Pit Ram's no different. And, you know, understanding, I guess, what management wants to see out of the system as well, you know, how can we better report on, on things there? You know, how can we, you know, streamline our processes within tech services or, or make it uh, more simple for, for underground guys? So I think the other day we um, we went on a few a few trips with, with the guys underground and, and saw how they were using the system and, and got some feedback and, you know, to, to pit ram and, you know, how can we better improve things? So, you know, it's a system that's in constant evolution and, you know, so obviously continuous change management is always a challenge. Uh, but it's something that we're we're certainly trying to work towards. And um, and fast tracking a little bit more into the future. So, what technology do you both think is in store for mining for the future? I think, in terms of you know, and particularly where IGOs are positioned in battery metals um, technology, I think that really removing diesel engines from underground is probably going to be one of the biggest things. You know, obviously reducing diesel particulate matter is a, a, you know, a safety thing that, you know, we're still, I guess the department, you know, mines department's still working on. Um, you know, understanding how we can, we can better utilise, yeah, battery tech underground is going to be a real improvement. Um, you know, to a certain degree, automation, obviously AI is, is, is out there. You know how much can you automate underground, or you know how much do you even want to necessarily? Because sometimes you know, I guess the the investment in the development of that can can be enormous, and you, you might not necessarily get a payback potentially. So I think it's about being very smart about how you implement technologies like that and and testing them out, and not just always necessarily assuming that you know automated is. You bad. have to use it, sort of thing. Yeah, you have to exactly. use it exactly. So. Yeah, for me, I think um, battery technology, and, and that's where IGO is headed. You know, we're, we are all about battery metals, um, nickel, copper, cobalt, etc. So, um, yeah, we, we recently had a trial of a, a battery um, LV underground at um, Nova, and that went really well. And I think that's really the future. I think that's where we're headed. Um, so certainly looking forward to that, definitely. For me, I'm going something totally out there. I think, you know, our tracking in um, when you're talking about future and mining, you know, implants in people, you know where they are or where they've been. Um, you know, I guess on some level you'd be able to monitor their, you know, hydration or heart rates, all that sort of stuff as well. Um, you know, then there's mining, asteroids, space mining, uh, deep sea mining. Um how do we do all those things? Someone's got to come up with something sometime soon. Um, I think, yeah, Donnie, you know, your health stuff that you just touched on, I think that's a really good idea as well mm -hmm. in terms of, um, 
you know, the safety of workers underground or just in mining generally, you know, hydration is obviously yeah. something that we're uh, focusing on a lot more, you know, um, particularly as an industry. Um, you know, obviously making sure that people are, you know, safe and healthy underground and, and, you know, if you can implement stuff that helps us track that, helps us monitor that and, you know, that can potentially be done through PitRam as well. Yeah. I think that's a really important thing to improve. I think in the near future what it'll be is, you know, we have so many pieces of paper that we have to do, our workplace inspections, our plods, our, you know, everything. I, th I really do think it'll be a tablet or, you know, you won't even have to tag on. It will literally be you're in the portal, you do your job, you know, you don't any of your metrics are all there, it's all done, you'll have to see a cross shift and that's it. It you know, it takes away all of that sort of noise from an operator to just getting down and doing his job as well. I like the future of your mining. <laughs> I want to be in that world. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, that's all done. Um, thank you so much for coming in today. It was really great to speak to you both. How was that being on your first podcast? Was it as scary as you thought or was it yeah. not so bad? Yeah. Damn. I've been working on this for weeks. Thanks for listening to Michael Mind's Dig Into Tech podcast. You can subscribe or listen to more episodes on any podcast app or head to www.michaelmind.com slash podcasts. We can also be found on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter or you can email us at marketing at See you next time.